Mishra today. So, Tavchaf Beis, page 22. And we're at a Mishnah right smack on top of the daf. Chaf Beis Omod Aleph. Don't get nervous. We ain't going to translate the first part of the Mishnah. Let's read the Reisha. Says the Mishnah. Sukkah Hamiduv Lelis. A sukkah that is Miduv Lelis. What does Miduv Lelis mean? So the, the, the Gemara itself is going to be unsure. I'll give you a little sneak peek. The, there's going to be two explanations of what Miduv Lelis. Miduv Lelis means a sukkah with a very limited amount of schach. Or Miduv Lelis is going to mean a staggered sukkah. Which means you have high schach, low schach, high schach, low schach. In other words, you're going to end up with schach covering your whole sukkah. However, you may very well still end up with more sun than shade. Because depending on how separated the, the upper and lower layers of the schach are, the sunlight can still come through. You get this? So that's going to be the two opinions of Sukkah Hamid of Lelis. For those just logging on, Chav Bey We're just starting the mission. Sukkah Hamid of Lelis. A Sukkah that is Mid of Lelis. Either it's going to mean a limited amount of Schach or it's going to mean a staggered Sukkah. And a Sukkah where there is more shade than sun. In these two cases, if it's Mid of Lelis, and we're going to see what middle of means in the Gemara. If it's more shade than sun, alts is git. Safer the Mishnah. This is going to be a very interesting halacha. What if you put on a lot of schach? Even if you can't see the stars, kashera it's kosher. Now this is a fascinating safer. Because where do we find too much schach is a problem. Now, the Mishnah is paskining its kosher when you have a lot of schach. But apparently, there's something here to being able to, something important about being able to see the stars that would be what we would have thought is the ideal sukkah. And if you put on too much schach, it's going to be a problem. But Zok to say for the Mishnah, even a lot of schach, where you can't see the stars, that is also okay. It's going to be kosher. All right, here we go. That is the ratio and seifa nachmo. Let's just say this outside: a sukkah that's mid of lelas, either a limited amount of schach or staggered. And when there's more shade than sun, it's kosher. And even when it's very thick schach, it's going to be kosher. All right, says the Gemara. My mid of lelas. What does this word mid of lelas mean? Amar Rab Rab says sukkah ania. Okay, sukkah ania which is a very limited amount of schach. Okay, now Lamaisa, you got more shade than sun. So you're good, you're good. You might look up, be like, yikes, you know, it's close. Listen, you got 51% shade, you're okay. Ushmol Amar. Shmuel says, no, sukkah hamidovlelas is not a very, is not a sukkah with limited schach. You know what hamidovlelas is? And this is what we read in the Mishnah. Kana ayla v'kana yari. When the, the word we use in the Mishnah is staggered, but it goes up and down. The schach goes up and down. A slat high, a slat lower. A slat higher, a slat lower. 
on two different levels. Now, Rav Tani Chada, according to Rav, our whole Mishnah is really one extended case. Ushmul Tanatarti. And according to Shmuel, there is two cases in our Mishnah. Now let's explain what this statement means. Rav, who says that it's a limited amount of schach, Tani Chada, he says like this, here's how you read the Mishnah. Sukkah Hamidovlelis. When you have a sukkah which is midovlelis, which to him meant a limited amount of schach, my midovlelis, you know what midovlelis means? It means middledelis. However, even though it's a limited amount of schach, since bottom line, you got more shade than sun, it's kosher. It's okay. That's how Rav understands the ratio of the Mishnah. Sukkah hamiduv leles, as long as tzilasa meruba mechamasa, ksher. Ushmul tanatarti. But according to Shmuel, the ratio is two cases, and he reads it like this. My miduv leles, mibulbelis. It means mibulbelis. Mibulbelis means mibulbalis, to be like, um, you know, uh, in, in multiple places. Vitarti katani. And the Mishnah is teaching us two halachas in the Reisha. First of all, sukkah, mibul, beles, ksher. A sukkah that staggered is kosher. And also, a sukkah that has more shade than sun is going to be kosher. Okay, Amr Abai. Abai says, I want to teach you something, says Abai. What did we just say Midovlelas means? According to Rav, Midovlelas means limited schach, but more shade than sun, so you're okay. According to Shmuel, it means staggered schach. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Says Abai, let's understand this halacha. It goes up and down, but your sukkah is still kosher. Let's understand this halacha. Says Abai, a beautiful idea. Lo shanu. We did not learn this Mishnah, Ella only, Meaning, this Mishnah can only work to allow up and down schach, staggered schach. If between higher and lower schach, you never have more than three tfachim in between, again, up, down, up, down, up, down, right, right there. As long as each one is within three tfachim of the next, from top to bottom and side to side, so then it's okay. You know why? Lavad's going to make all the schach be as if it's one layer of schach. It's one layer. Now, why do I need it to be one layer? For the idea that we're about to point out. Let's finish this thought. But if there's three tvachim in between the levels and the schach side by side, psula, it's going to be puzzle. What's the whole chaf, what's the whole chaf over here? This is very, very interesting. And that is we're actually dealing with a sukkah that has more sun than shade. Got what I just said? When you're sitting in the sukkah of your sukkah hamid of lelis, the staggered schach, you're actually having more sun than shade. Why is it kosher? Listen to this beautiful extension of Lovud. Because Lovud tells me to view all of the schach as if it's one layer. And it, it, in reality, all the schach that I have on top of my head, 
if it would be laying side by side, my sukkah would be more shade than sun, and it would be okay. The only reason why it's more sun than shade is because it's staggered, and therefore there's sunlight being allowed in, despite the fact that I have more sun than shade. It's still going to be a kosher sukkah, because Lovud tells me to view it like it's one level, and if it would be on one level, there's more shade than sun. What a, what a fascinating extension of how love and works. On my Rav. Rav says, I feel the Yesh Benzel is Nami. Even if you have more than three Tvachim in between, a Sukkah Amidabals could also be Kasher. Because where do we say that if it's more than three Tvachim, it's a problem? That's where the slats that are higher up are less than a tefach. But if each of the slats are a tefach, okay, then kshera, the sukkah is going to be kosher, even with more sun than shade. Why? So we're about to learn a new word called the Amrinon Chavot Rami. We say Chavot Rami. Okay. Now, what is Chavot Rami? What exactly, what exactly does Chavot Rami mean? What does this mean? So Rava is introducing a new idea. Listen to this. It's very interesting. We've become familiar. So far, we've become familiar with the concept of lover. We've become familiar with the concept of Daifin Akuma. And we've become familiar with two other very interesting Allah Lamaishmi Sinai's called good aches and good asik. Good aches means you extend the wall downwards and good asik is you extend the wall upwards. Rava's giving us another halacha l'mayshmi sinai called chavot rami. It's a new one. It's called chavot rami. What does chavot rami mean? Okay? So chavot rami means that when you have something higher and something lower, similar to the way that good aches and good asik work, we view the two of them, this, despite that there are multiple levels, we view it like they're flush, like they're side by side with each other. It's a new rule, another rule, right? Sometimes you learn a game, you take one rule at a time. Yeah, to take this in. He says, Chavot Rami means that when you have an opening and then another piece of wood on the side, we view the upper schach as if it's lowered down, which basically, like Lovud is saying, that it's closed. And now, says Rava, Chavot Rami applies when you have a tefach wide beam, even if what's underneath it to the side is more than three tvachim away, we're going to lower that tefach wide beam and say that it's flush. A rule called chavot rami. And you don't need love. According to what we've, according to Abaye's understanding, you need love. It has to be within three tvachim. Say love, but it's closed. And even if you have more shade, more sun than shade, it's kosher, because love tells me it's closed. Says Rava, it says Rava, I'll tell you another way that it could be kosher. Even if it's more than three forget lover. There's another rule called chavod rami. When your board is a tefach wide, the board is gets lowered, 
And now I should view it like everything side by side. And when these boards are physically side by side, I would have more shade than sun. Even now, where there's more sun than shade, it's still going to be kosher. Okay? Prove it. What? Prove it. Prove it. I, I hear I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna push I'm gonna push back for now. Is uh so here so ready? Let's get let's get let's go back to Yeshiva. I think he talked about the top of the sukkah was was if you have bundles bundles of sky. Good. Good. Let me ask you a question though. What needs more shade than sun? The gavra or the khafza? Does the person sitting in the sukkah need more shade than sun? Or does the sukkah itself need to provide more shade than sun? Okay, well then Chavot Rami tells me this sukkah is providing more shade than sun. Because I'm lowering it, and since it's lowered, it's Allah Mishmizina. Okay, now let's get more into this, because this, this is new, Chavot Rami, right? So let's get more into this. And that is, how does Chavot Rami work? We're not so familiar with the, with the inner workings of Chavot Rami. So here we go, Omar Rab. Rabbi says, How do I know, and why did I say, that when the board is tefach, why do we say chavot rami to lower the upper ones and bring it down? And if it's less than a tefach, you don't. This whole chiddush, this whole Allahumma Sinai of chavot rami that we say to lower the schach, Rava just said is when the schach was a tefach wide. When the schach was a tefach wide, we say chavot rami. Why? If the slats are a half a tefach, why can't we say chavot rami? So Rava explained. He says the Tanan. We learned to the Mishnah. Karisabayas Valia. Karisabayas the beams of a house. Valia and the attic. Maziva. There's no maziva. There's no plaster on them. You know, establishing it mamish like a bias. Vehemachuvanis. And they are flush with each other. They are side by side. Tuma tachas achas ma'am. If you have tuma under one of the boards, tachtea tome. Whatever's under that board is tome. Bein hatachtoina lalyaina. If the tumma is between a lower, uh, a, a lower board and an upper board, anything in between the two is going to be tumme. If it's on top of the upper one, then it continues all the way up to the rakia. Okay? Now, what if they, the upper ones are Now, what does this mean? This is the case of Chavot Rami of our Mishnah, where you had a beam, nothing under the beam, but then a little lower down to the side is a beam, then you go back up, right? Higher, lower, higher, lower, higher, lower, on a diagonal. So no beam is directly on top of another beam. But if you were to lower it, it would be side by side. In the first case, each beam is directly on top of the other. So I have Tumma under this one, the tumma is going to stop here. And then if I have the tumma here, it'll only be between these two. That was the first case, where everything is directly on top of each other. In this case, I have a beam, and then a beam. Uh, here. Beam, 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 beam. Like that. So none, no beam is directly on top. So if I have tumma on this one, this beam doesn't stop it. The beam to the, to the left, right? 
So the tumor is going to extend all the way up to the Shemayim. Okay, that's the case over here. Hal yainus kebeinach tachtoinus, tumor tachtayim, tachas kulon tomei. If it's underneath any of them, we view it like it's flat. And the whole thing's tomei. Al gabeim on top, connect another rakia tomei. Then, all the way skywards up to the rakia is going to the, is going here. So basically, you already see this concept by Tuma of Chavot Rami. Okay? Because we're saying that um, if, if uh, it's side by side, not side by side, if it's uh, diagonal, higher, lower to the side, higher to the side, lower to the side, and there's Tuma on bottom, then we say the Tuma spreads out. We view it like it's completely flat. Because Chavot Rami means it's all on the same level. How do, when does that apply? V'tani Allah. We learned about that price. When is this halacha true? That is when each board is a tefach. And between them is a tefach. So it could come down beauty. But if you don't have a tefach of space in between, um, which means that each board also is less than a tefach, there's no concept of chavod rami alma ki isbe tefach that the halach mashvina chavod rami means when there is a tefach arminu chavod rami bechilas be tefach lo yarminu chavod rami shma amina. Okay, so that's Rava's approach. Now let's get an overall view of what just happened in the sugya and why and uh, why we got onto this. So the Gemara, um, the Gemara had. Um, said that what does uh, what does mean? Let's just talk outside. What just happened on this summer? Gemara says what does midovleles mean? So Rav said midovleles means limited schach. Okay, we're not focusing on that opinion right now. The other opinion of Shmuel, which we are focusing on, is the up and down. He says midovleles means a staggered sukkah. How does a staggered sukkah work? So according to Abaye, this is very sensible. Let's just take this through methodically. According to Abaye, why is a staggered sukkah kosher? Because each level is within three tfachim. So you have lavud. Understandable. We're very familiar with lavud. Within three tfachim, we could swallow that opinion. That's Abaye. But Rava comes along, and this is where the Naya Chidushim, the new Chidushim come in, says Rabbi, no, 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 slow down. The staggered sukkah, the sukkah midavlelas, is not kosher because of lavud. If it's within three tvachim, fine, use lavud. Let me tell you something. Even if the stagger is more than three tvachim away, as long as the beams, which are, you know, uh, diagonal, you know, up, uh, you know, they're up and down to the side from each other, are a tefach wide, there's something called Chavot Rami. And Chavot Rami tells me, lower the upper beams, they're now viewed in halacha like they're side by side with the lower beams, and now I have a beautiful kosher sukkah. And I'll prove to you that it needs to be a tefach wide to say such a thing, because the Mishnah by Tuma it, uh, uh, specifically says so. That the beams need to be a tefach wide in order to be lowered. The beams are less than a tefach wide. We don't say it's lower. And a sukkah hamidovlelis, if the beams are smaller than a tefach, will not be kosher. 
period. That is the relationship of how this all comes uh, uh, comes full circle. Okay. A little bit of a story. We're about uh, eight, nine lines to the bottom of Chof Bezim and Aleph. Yofrevkana was sitting and teaching over this Gemara, this conversation. Abai and Rav. Abai says, these will be within three Tvachim. Rav says, no. Chovet Rav. We don't say this uh, this concept of Chavarami. A beam that comes out from one wall because it doesn't reach all the way to the other's wall. We're familiar with this from Shabbos and Erevin, right? You have a Mavoy, which is open on two sides. You have walls on either side, and it's open on each end. So you want to close it off. So you take a beam from one and you stick it across the Mavoy, but it doesn't reach all the way. And you have two beams. They don't touch each other. If the beam going across the Mavoy is within three Tvachim of the wall, or the two beams are within three Tvachim of each other, Lavud says it's closed. You don't need to bring a beam to close it up. But if it has three Tvachim, you do need to bring another beam. says, we now turn to the base. If it, uh, a lavod is not three tvachim, lavod actually is four tvachim. Okay? He says lavod is four tvachim. Alright, so machlaikas lavod. We know halach lamayas is three, but there is another tana of Shimming who's of the opinion that lavod is four tvachim. Okay, that's not the topic of conversation for right now. Let's keep reading. And also, if you have two beams overneath a opening that are matimais, matimais literally means twins. Okay, so they're they're side by side and they're uh, they're connecting. So um, either one, however, each one of these beams is not really strong enough to hold an ariach. An ariach is a half of a brick. Okay, a, a beam has to at least have the capacity to hold the weight of a half a brick by itself to give it some sort of chashivas. And the other beam also would not be strong enough. Or um, to zamen, is, is plural. So the two of them together can hold a, uh, a half a brick uh, with the rachav, if if you put it uh, with the um, the, y, the the width, ain't Then you don't need to bring another kura vimlav. However, if together they can't hold the half a brick on the width side, Then you would need to bring another beam. Rav Shingliel says, no. I have a different set of standards for what establishes these beams. As having the capacity to close it off, okay. So the Gemara says like this: We had a case where you have one big beam going all the way across the courtyard, or two big beams that were coming uh, to the center of the courtyard and touching each other. What about if I have a piece? Of, we'll call them slats. Okay? where each one itself is not really a beam. I can't call it a beam. It's 
a piece of wood. But together, it can hold. It can, you know, it could be strong uh, like a beam. So says the Gemara, says the Gemara, whose opinion was this? This is Stam, the, the Brisa, Stam the Tanakama. And he says that you could combine the two. And you could say that, listen, if the two, each one by itself, would not be called a kura. But if you do put the two side by side and they can hold up the uh, required amount of weight of a, a, and size of a half a brick, that'll also be okay. While Rav Shingham Leo says that in order to be okay, it has to be able to hold a half a brick to the length. Now the length of a half a brick is three tfachim. Only then do you rely on these two. Otherwise, you're going to have to go and bring, <coughs> excuse me, you're going to have to bring an additional full-fledged beam. Now, what if these two beams are not together, you know, uh, mamish holding and, and touching each other? But what if they are staggered? One's higher and one's lower. They're not together, okay? Um, now, each one by itself, can it hold a brick? No. A half a brick. Can each one hold a half a brick? No. Together they can hold a half a brick. Are they together? We just said they're separated. Huh? Uh, uh, uh. But, but Rabiel, very good. But let's ask practically. Even with Lovud, are they together or strong enough to hold a half a brick? Valdik. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether either, either one's capable of holding a half a brick because in halacha we view it like it's together. There you go. You sound like a rabbi. <laughs> one's higher, one's low. We view it as if it's lower. And the upper one is if it, and the lower one is if it's higher. Okay? In other words, as long as with, they're, they're within the, uh, the required height, the two beams could come together. If, let's say, both of them would be within 20 amas, then we're going to say, you see that you don't need a tefach because these beams, right, that are coming across, they're not a tefach wide. That's the problem. We're saying each one's a half a tefach, One's higher, one's lower. According to Allah, we view it like it's together. But let me ask you a question. I thought you, according to Rava, it needs each one needs to be a tefach. That was your whole chaf. Chavar Rami only applies by tefach wide beams. Over here, we're two. We're taking two half tefach wide beams, and using Chavar Rami to make them a tefach. How does that work, Rava? What are you saying? Chavar Rami works. This this is the end of the question. This was a whole law, all that whole quarter of the price though was for this point. Rav is saying, Chavar Rami, you need a full tefach for each beam. Well, from this price, you see, you could have two half tefachim, and Chavar Rami combines them to a tefach. Chavar Rami applies by a half a tefach beam. Kasha on Rav. Omer Leh says to him, yeah, I'll give you an answer. Let's say like this. As long as the upper piece of wood is not higher than 20 amas, it's within 20 amas. We're adding in words. And the other one is within Lavud. 
Now, if it's within Lavud, do you need Chabot Rami? No. Because you have Lavud already. Right? Chabot Rami is separate from the rules of Lavud. If it's within three Tvachim, you have Lavud. We say it's closed. Shalom al Yisrael. Inami, or Pavaj Shalai Hitachtoina Lamata Meyasara. Lamala Meyasara, Val Yainus Mukhalab Pachas Mishlaisha. Avo Shlaisha. But let's say there is three Tvachim. Since that's not, we don't say Chava Rami, and Rava's not wrong. Basically, comes along Rav Kahana to stand up for Rava, and he's adding in words and a new way to explain it. In the Kasha, we said, oh, it's less than a Tapach. Says Rav Kahana, no, 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 you're not quoting the Brisa appropriately. The Brisa agreed to that. We agreed to that. That in order for Chava Rami to apply, it has to be um, at, least, uh, at least a Tapach. Okay. Period, end of that discussion. Just uh, as, a, as a side point, this is not an explanation of the Gemara, but um, when, when uh, Rabiel asked his question earlier and just gave me the answer of, uh, we're not dealing with practical, we're dealing with halacha here, right? So uh, how you view it? She reminded me of a Misa from uh, one of my Rabbeim. He said to me, uh, he asked me, what's the difference between a Rav and a Rosh Hashiva? That was his original question. What's the difference between a rub and a Rosh Hashiva? Yes. So uh, I said, uh, I don't know, tell me. I mean, I can think of many things, but, you know, obviously he had, a, he had an agenda that he's trying to share. So he told me like this. This is Gavaldika Maiset, so true. Uh, they say Rebbe Malin, you know, uh, uh, he, we wouldn't, wouldn't uh, be Masada Kedushin at weddings. Because of all the lumbus of how to do Kedushin and separate the heirs and the suin. He wouldn't do it because the 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 lumbus of it didn't always fit with the practicality and the mahalach of it. So he left it for the you know for the paiskim to be the to the Masada condition. So my rabbi told me he was at a chasna and he was an eight kedushin. He's one of the witnesses under the chuppah and. They asked him after the chuppah if he could also be a deyichud. Very often, the ones who are appointed to be the witnesses of the kedushin, you know, they, they follow the chosin and kala to the yichud room. They make sure there's nobody in the yichud room, so they're really secluded alone, and they stay outside the door for five minutes or so, different different than that, anywhere between five and nine minutes, and then they leave. Okay, we we, uh, we there's edim on the yichud. So here's what happened. My Rebbe was um, in Eid in Yichud. The Chosin and Kala go into the Yichud room. The door closes. And they were, the, they were making a minion for Mariv in the hallway outside the Yichud room. Very common, right? After the Chup, you make a minion for Mariv. Okay. So, in, a kosher aid needs Das. You have to know what you're doing. So he wanted Dab and Marv with a minion. The problem was, he's an aide. But the door to the Yichud room opened outwards into the hallway. Which means, if they he wants to daven and focus on his tefillah. But if the chassan and kala would walk out within the five minutes, they'd knock him over. So his question was, can I daven with a minion knowing that even without my das, I know there's no way the chassan and kala left because otherwise I would be splat on the floor. They'd have to knock me over in order to get out. 
or the Atakani Das. He said every Rosh Yeshiva told them he cannot daven with the minion. And every Rav is like, yeah, don't worry, you know they're in there, it's okay. I'll call them Seder. Like, yeah, you know. He says, that's when I learned there's a difference between a Rav and a Rosh Yeshiva. <laughs> you know? The Rav were like, okay, Azoi, you know, okay, they were in there, you got your five minutes, you know they were in there, you had your, and all the Rosh Yeshivas were going to the Sugi on that. He's like, I'm not saying, you know, he's a Rashid. I'm not saying Rashid. He was just, you know, uh, telling me how everybody, everybody's fulfilling their roles appropriately. In, in, uh, okay. I don't know what he did, Levi. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure what my Rabbi did. All right. Two dots. Here we go. When there's more shade than sun, it's a kosher sukkah. This is very interesting. Let's talk outside for a moment. Just practical. Okay, and, and let's try to understand our words. Listen to the following words. When there's more shade than sun, it's a kosher sukkah. You got that? Everybody heard that? You ever got this? Yeah, A or nay? Yeah, raise your hand on the Zoom, yeah? <laughs> when there's more shade than sun, then it's kosher. Let me ask you a question. What does it imply if the sukkah is 50-50? Is it kosher? Again, the statement that I'm saying, if there's more shade than sun, kosher. Does it imply if it's 50-50, it's not kosher? Yeah. Right? Okay. And I'm going to say another statement. <clears throat> when there's more sun than shade, it's not kosher. What if it's 50-50? It is kosher. The problem is, the Mishnah said, when there's more sh- sun than shade, not kosher. When there's more shade than sun, it is kosher. Those statements are intrinsically a contradiction about what 50-50 is. You understand? That's the question. Each one of those two statements give off a totally separate inference over what the halacha would be when it's 50-50. Let's read this question inside. When there's more shade than sun, it's kosher. Zok to Gemara. Haki hadadi. But let's say there's 50-50. Psula. Then it's puzzle. It's not a kosher sukkah. Fahatnan be'idach pirkin. But, says the Gemara, but we learned earlier, v'shechamosa, daf beiz, v'shechamosa miruba mitzilosa psula. Only when there's more sun than shade is it a problem. Which seems to imply that if it's 50 50, it's going to be kosher. So, why in one place are you telling me that it's only kosher when it's more shade than sun, and the other place tell me it's only, it's only puzzle when there's more sun than shade? It's a contradiction to what would be the halacha by 50 50. Says the Gemara, like Kasha, no question. Kan milmala. Okay, one's talking about on top of the sukkah. We're talking about the chefza, we'll call it, the sukkah itself. And that is going to be 50-50 on top. It's going to be puzzle. Kan momato. While if it's 50-50 below, it's going to be kosher. Let's explain this. It's actually very logical and straightforward. Amr of Papa, Hanudamri Inchi, Kizuza Bidlael, when you have a zuz higher up, Keistra Milatachas, it's a istra, it's larger towards the bottom. Very simply, and this Rabiel is going back to what you pointed out earlier. 
the sun's rays spread out as they go further away from the sun. So says the Gemara like this. We had a question. What's our luck of his 50-50? Says the Gemara, beautiful. If there's 50% schach and 50% opening on the schach level, that is a puzzle sukkah. Because by the time it, the, the, the sun's rays gets past the schach, it's now going to be 51% sun. However, when do we say 50-50 is kosher? In the area that the people are dwelling. If where I am, lower down, is 50-50, that means that really if I move up to my schach, my schach is 51% covered. Understand? So we what's our lack of 50-50? Very simply, says the Gemara, if it's 50% schach and 50% air, not kosher. But if it's fifth, but we're if where the people are is 50-50, that is a kosher sukkah. Because you could be assured that higher up on the schach level, there's taka more schach than open area. Okay. Last halach of the Mishnah, Mubakim bias, if it's thick like a house, ton rabbonon, the rabbis don't so shui, ha mubakim bias, if you have so much schach that it's like a house, alpha pisha inakhov near mitakhin, if you can't see the stars, kshera. However, if you cannot even get any sun coming through, then Beishamai Paislin u Beishilal Machshirim. Beishamai says it's puzzle, and Beishilal says it is kosher. Okay? Now there's a whole discussion over here about puzzle and kosher. Why if there's too much schach, is it a problem? Not a problem. So this, just, uh, just without getting too much into the Eon side of it, which is worthwhile doing, has to do with the sukkah really not being confused with a house. We don't want people to put up so much schach that when others look at their roof, they're like, oh, I might as well just stay in my house. <laughs> I have such protection out here that this is the same as my roof. And they may, not, and they may come to not use kosher schach. That's, that's the, the, what's stemming this conversation. Otherwise, like, hey, you have more shade than sun. What's wrong with too much schach? That is the potential problem. The potential problem with too much schach is people are going to start confusing um, a kosher sukkah with a non-kosher sukkah and thinking they could even stay inside their home. Uh, Beis Shammai says it's going to be a problem. Beis Hillel says no, it's going to be kosher. Hashem, tomorrow we will pick up from this mission on the bottom of Chof Beis. Amud Beis, have a wonderful, wonderful evening.